section twenty one of the three impostors by arthur macken this librivox recording is in the public domain adventure of the deserted residence a wonderful story as you say an extraordinary sequence and play of coincidence i confess that your expressions when you first showed me the gold tiberius were not exaggerated but do you think that walters has really some fearful fate to dread i cannot say who can presume to predict events when life itself puts on the robe of coincidence and plays at drama perhaps we have not yet reached the last chapter in the queer story but look we are drawing near to the verge of london there are gaps you see in the serried ranks of brick and a vision of green fields beyond dyson had persuaded the ingenious mr phillips to accompany him on one of those aimless walks to which he was himself so addicted starting from the very heart of london they had made their way westward through the stony avenues and were now just emerging from the red lines of an extreme suburb and presently the half-finished road ended a quiet lane began and they were beneath the shade of elm trees the yellow autumn sunlight that had lit up the bare distance of the suburban street now filtered down through the boughs of the trees and shone on the glowing carpet of fallen leaves and the pools of rain glittered and shot back the gleam of light over all the broad pastures there was peace and the happy rest of autumn before the great winds began and afar off london lay all vague and immense amidst the veiling mist here and there a distant window catching the sun and kindling with fire and a spire gleaming high and below the streets in shadow and the turmoil of life dyson and phillips walked on in silence beneath the high hedges till at a turn of the lane they saw a mouldering and ancient gate standing open and the prospect of a house at the end of a moss-grown carriage drive there is survival for you said dyson it has come to its last days i imagine look how the laurels have grown gaunt and weedy and black and bare beneath look at the house covered with yellow wash and patched with green damp why the very notice-board which informs all and singular that the place is to be let has cracked and half fallen suppose we go in and see it said phillips i don't think there is anybody about they turned up the drive and walked slowly toward this remnant of old days it was a large straggling house with curved wings at either end and behind a series of irregular roofs and projections showing that the place had been added to at divers dates the two wings were roofed in cupola fashion and at one side as they came nearer they could see a stable-yard and a clock turret with a bell and the dark masses of gloomy cedars amidst all the lineaments of dissolution there was but one note of contrast the sun was setting beyond the elm-trees and all the west and south were in flames on the upper windows of the house the glow shone reflected and it seemed as if blood and fire were mingled 
before the yellow front of the mansion stained as dyson had remarked with gangrenous patches green and blackening stretched what once had been no doubt a well-kept lawn but it was now rough and ragged and nettles and great docks and all manner of coarse weeds struggled in the place of the flower-beds the urns had fallen from their pillars beside the walk and lay broken in shards upon the ground and everywhere from grass-plot and path a fungoid growth had sprung up and multiplied and lay dank and slimy like a festering sore upon the earth in the middle of the rank grass of the lawn was a desolate fountain the rim of the basin was crumbling and pulverized with decay and within the waters stood stagnant with green scum for the lilies that had once bloomed there rust had eaten into the bronze flesh of the triton that stood in the middle and the conch shell he held was broken here said dyson one might moralize over decay and death here all the stage is decked out with the symbols of dissolution the cedarn gloom and twilight hang heavy around us and everywhere within the pale dankness has found a harbour and the very air is changed and brought to accord with the scene to me i confess this deserted house is as moral as a graveyard and i find something sublime in that lonely triton deserted in the midst of his water-pool he is the last of the gods they have left him and he remembers the sound of water falling on water and the days that were sweet i like your reflections extremely said phillips but i may mention that the door of the house is open let us go in then the door was just ajar and they passed into the mouldy hall and looked in at a room on one side it was a large room going far back and the rich old red flock paper was peeling from the walls in long strips and blackened with vague patches of rising damp the ancient clay the dank reeking earth rising up again and subduing all the work of men's hands after the conquest of many years the floor was thick with the dust of decay and the painted ceiling fading from all gay colours and light fancies of cupids in a career and disfigured with sores of dampness seemed transmuted into other work no longer the amorini chased one another pleasantly with limbs that sought not to advance and hands that merely simulated the act of grasping at the wreathed flowers but it appeared some savage burlesque of the old careless world and of its cherished conventions and the dance of the loves had become a dance of death black pustules and festering sores swelled and clustered on fair limbs and smiling faces showed corruption and the fairy blood had boiled with the germs of foul disease it was a parable of the leaven working and worms devouring for a banquet the heart of the rose strangely under the painted ceiling against the decaying walls two old chairs still stood alone the sole furniture of the empty place 
high-backed with curving arms and twisted legs covered with faded gold leaf and upholstered in tattered damask they too were a part of the symbolism and struck dyson with surprise what have we here he said who has sat in these chairs who clad in peach-bloom satin with lace ruffles and diamond buckles all golden a conte fleurettes to his companion phillips we are in another age i wish i had some snuff to offer you but failing that i beg to offer you a seat and we will sit and smoke tobacco a horrid practice but i am no pedant they sat down on the queer old chairs and looked out of the dim and grimy panes to the ruined lawn and the fallen urns and the deserted triton presently dyson ceased his imitation of eighteenth-century airs he no longer pulled forward imaginary ruffles or tapped a ghostly snuff-box it's a foolish fancy he said at last but i keep thinking i hear a noise like someone groaning listen no i can't hear it now there it is again did you notice it phillips no i can't say i heard anything but i believe that old places like this are like shells from the shore ever echoing with noises the old beams mouldering piecemeal yield a little and groan and such a house as this i can fancy all resonant at night with voices the voices of matter so slowly and so surely transformed into other shapes the voice of the worm that gnaws at last the very heart of the oak the voice of stone grinding on stone and the voice of the conquest of time they sat still in the old armchairs and grew graver in the musty ancient air the air of a hundred years ago i don't like the place said phillips after a long pause to me it seems as if there were a sickly unwholesome smell about it a smell of something burning you are right there is an evil odor here i wonder what it is hark did you hear that a hollow sound a noise of infinite sadness and infinite pain broke in upon the silence and the two men looked fearfully at one another horror and the sense of unknown things glimmering in their eyes come said dyson we must see into this and they went into the hall and listened in the silence do you know said phillips it seems absurd but i could almost fancy that the smell is that of burning flesh they went up the hollow sounding stairs and the odor became thick and noisome stifling the breath and a vapor sickening as the smell of the chamber of death choked them a door was open and they entered the large upper room and clung hard to one another shuddering at the sight they saw a naked man was lying on the floor his arms and legs stretched wide apart and bound to pegs that had been hammered into the boards the body was torn and mutilated in the most hideous fashion scarred with the marks of red-hot irons a shameful ruin of the human shape but upon the middle of the body a fire of coals was smouldering the flesh had been burnt through the man was dead but the smoke of his torment mounted still a black vapor the young man with spectacles said mr dyson end of adventure of the deserted residence end of the three impostors by arthur mackin